Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, and welcome to Going Off Track. I'm hey. J- uh, 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 I'm Jonah, and Brad. this I is Brad. Brad. And we were joined on this podcast by Stephen Smith. You might know him from um, Going Off Track podcast. Going Off Track podcast, or Stephen's Untitled Rock Show. Um, <laughs> Stephen, yeah, the, our favorite podcasts are obviously the ones with Stephen, who started the podcast with us, so it's <laughs> always a treat to have him back. And he was here in person. Yeah. Not we Skype. We to touch him and smell him. Yeah, and he smells... And feels amazing. Really, really amazing. Sometime you should, if you ever get a chance to touch him or smell him, you should totally do it. Get in there. <laughs> um, how's it going, Brad? Things are good. You yeah. know, it's, uh, we've got a real cold snap here in NYC, which is probably okay because it's fucking winter and we deserve it. That's true. Yeah, it's been really nice. I, I sort of, I don't know if it's because I grew up in Cleveland and went to school in upstate New York. I like it when it's cold. When it's bitter cold? When it's Not when it's like so cold where like your face hurts. Right. That's but difficult. when it's just like a little chill, I feel like it kind of wakes you up. It makes you feel alive. I oh, yeah, kind of yeah. miss it. I, I, you know what I like is like people, you know, when I tell people that I ride my bike to work. They, you know, they're like, well, not in the cold winter, right? I'm like, no, dude, that's the best time. Cause yeah. Actually, it's more, I was thinking about this coming over the bridge today. It, the bridge is, it definitely adds a level because the wind can be really piercing. But like when I leave the house, I fucking completely bundle up. So I have a face mask. I wear ski goggles and like it's, it's actually more comfortable than if I was standing at the bus stop waiting totally. for the bus because I'm not going to wear, a, well, I might wear a scarf, but I'm not going to put fucking goggles on. When I was doing a lot of distance running and marathons and stuff, I would run. People would be like, oh, it's so cold to run. I'm like, no, dude, you, you get running tight like you get the right gear and then once you're running for three minutes your body heats up so oh, yeah. much that you're sweating you feel great oh, like yeah, it I doesn't feel actually cold. i can even on a day like today i only wear three layers and and my coat is, is really light it's not like a winter coat it's like a pretty thin coat but yeah because i heat up once i get going uphill yeah <laughs> anyway yeah welcome winter here it is here it is and what better way to ring it in i'm going off track than with today's guest Someone I have been trying to get on the podcast. We've been emailing about coming on the podcast probably since we started, which was like, like four years ago. Jesus, three and a half, yeah. four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brian Fallon, uh, who's singer for the Gaslight Anthem, and uh, yeah, he they're just they were just on tour so much, and then you know he did this horrible Crows record, and then he was in this producing this band, the Scandals, I believe, and now he was doing his solo record. So it's just been really hard 
he lives in Jersey, so it's hard to make time. But Brian uh, made time to come in, which is awesome. And just as he was finishing up his solo record, Painkillers, with Butch Walker, the Electric Lady, and that comes out on Island Records March 11th. And uh, I got an early copy of it, and I can't stop listening to it. Really? It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of Gaslight and This Charming Man, everything Brian's done, but um, I think the record is exactly what it should be, if that makes any sense. That's uh, Yeah, that says a lot. Yeah, so it's great. Um, so definitely check out his record. He's uh, touring um, with a full band, so uh, check out, see when he's coming to your town. Um, and uh, yeah, Brian's a super sweet dude, and so I'm glad he came in. Um, obviously, we love Benny from Gaslight, mm-hmm. frequent going up track guest host. Um, ben has a good reputation with us. Yeah. Yeah, we just like them. We like all of them <laughs> as individuals and as as a band. So, um, yeah, I'm going to shut up and you can listen to our conversation with Brian Fallon. It's going on, Brian! Did you ever see that movie, um, uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? Yes, yes. of course. Many times. Classic. Love it. Love it. Like, went to see it multiple times in the theater. I was such a nerd for it that line where they're like they talked shit about us on the internet that's what the internet is for slandering people anonymously yeah <laughs> and then they go to his house at the they end go to his retribution. and it's all kids and they beat up all kids yeah so what's wrong are with you, that are you magnolia fan <laughs> six seven two yeah it's magnolia fan hold on a minute wait what <laughs> let's please have the balls to recite the entire movie this entire yes. podcast that's She's good. Like, yeah, we should do that. It'd be our best episode, probably. <laughs> I had a buddy in college who would get stoned, and if you started, he he could not stop doing Caddyshack. He would go from beginning to end reciting the whole thing. That's amazing. And wow. he would actually get annoyed by it because it was almost like an OCD thing. People got annoyed by that. That's he got a, annoyed by it. Oh. He could be like, it. hey. And I was like, he would have to do he'd it. He'd do the first line, and then he'd have to finish the whole thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hours of enjoyment. <laughs> That's a brutal. Yeah. Well, would he get a cue? Like, would somebody say something that reminded Usually him? Usually my it? roommate, Kevin. <laughs> I kind of oh. like that. No. I'd like to experience that once. Yeah, it'd be fun once. I but love Caddyshack. Kevin was kind of ruthless. He would do it over and over and over <laughs> It's kind of roommate who, and if you brought a girl back, he would just walk around in his boxers and fart. You're know, like, yeah. classy, uh, pretty, pretty classy. He's confident. So what's up? Speaking of classy, Brian Fallon. Brian yeah. Fallon. Speaking of classy, yeah, that's awesome. Forever in a day. Good segue. Thank you so much. It's kind of my thing. You cannot beat that. Speaking of classy, Segway King. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've been trying to get you in here for so long. It's been a long time. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah, I'm not sure why that is. I think you're on. You've been on Twitter a lot for the last few years. I've been on Twitter a lot, yeah. And Twitter, too. So I'm always busy with Twitter. Yeah, you've been tweeting a lot. It's pretty important. Yeah, I'm always on tour. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm not, I don't think I want to talk. I think I spend so much time talking that I completely shut off. Like, the ride home from a tour is notoriously silent. And everyone goes, what's wrong with you? And I just don't... Jokes are done, dude. (laughs) No more jokes. I use them all up. These last three weeks, remember that? What? It's not so fun when you're driving home or flying home, especially. You're sleeping, and people want to sit next to you on the, you know, that you know. We've already said everything. We're tapped. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Friendship, pause. <laughs> you know? I don't have much so to say. These guys know all about that more than I do, because you well, guys have toured a bunch. Although, uh, Benny loves coming in here all the yeah. time. Any chance he gets. 
Ben likes to talk. Yeah, Benny, he's good at talking. He's good at talking. He makes me feel like I'm not that good at talking. Well, he is always, he always has something new and interesting to say, though. Yeah. That's the trick about Benny. He's he's always got something new every morning, something new. But he's he's excited about stuff. Yeah. He's excited about it. Well, and he reads and stuff, you know, (laughs) things I can't, Benny's got a lot of talents I can't, I can't do. No reading. Reads the, pa- reads the paper. <laughs> then he pulls out a sports thing, and I just get completely Check out the lost. News. Yeah, he knows everything about sports. Dude. He he helped some un- person that will name go unnamed uh, win thousands of dollars. Yes, because what? of his knowledge. On who wants to be a millionaire sports. or what? Sports. On sports. Oh, really? He's a genius. He has this uncanny knowledge to just recite every stat of everyone, from college all the way to professional. Really? Like, he's really talented. Ben's got it. No he's, he's in the wrong gig. <laughs> it's like a bookie thing or something. You know, is that they still call him bookies today? Ben the bookie. Ben the bookie. No, he shouldn't be the bookie. He should advise the bets. Right. He should be like a. The, Set, oh, what do they call the guy that sets the um, the? It was Nicole Kidman. It was the informant. That movie. What That's is it what that you call for. the person who sets the uh, the odds? The odds maker. Uh, something. it depends on your religion, but yeah. <laughs> the odds for the bets. <laughs> There's somebody behind the scenes for all those like sports betting who sets what the odds are, like what what the payoffs should be. That's what you're saying, Benny. Should <laughs> I want to be that guy. <laughs> it's called leverage. I'm, I'm looking forward to that dude who now has to handle the um, the the video game, the electronic sports. Now that like ESPN is going to start covering that, they so are. It's just gonna, oh yeah, it's going to be like. Just, what do you mean the electronics? So there's like game, like video, video games. games, like guys who are like teams of Halo players who would just get up and they compete. And they, and they win, like, it's winner take all. It's, like, millions of stuff. But you're basically just watching a screen, and dude's also watching a screen. Yep. <laughs> and that's the game. But, right. there's, but now ESPN's going to cover this. It's like when they figured out how to cover online poker. Like, what if we put a camera on the table? Then everybody wears sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Yeah. Freaking that out. I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. I just like how uh, fantasy football is cool, but Dungeons & Dragons just never will be. Fantasy football trips me up because it's not real. It's uh, fantasy. Exa- yeah. <laughs> so it's not. Says it understand. in the name. Yeah. <laughs> I like but, it. I like it when people get put in these positions. I don't know anything about sports, but I've been with people who are like, well, I want this guy to score because it's good for my fantasy team, but it's my hometown team again. So I kind of want him not to score. And I'm yeah. just like, dude, like what is going on with your I'm life? Saying, <laughs> isn't this game complicated yeah. enough? <laughs> I think. Like I, yeah. Derek Jeter left baseball and everything went downhill. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> What uh, what button is that? Oh, that's a Tom Waits button. Nice. Yeah, I got, uh, Alex got it for me. Um, he gave it to me when I saw him in Nashville. It's that um, I can't remember who took that photo. The guy who did the U two photos always uses oh, black and white. I know who you're talking about. Anton Corbin. 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 Yeah, that's the one. He did that yeah. um, Joy Division movie. Yeah, I take right. it off whenever I see Danny Clinch. I just take it off, right off. Yeah, fuck it. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, because I don't want to do a competition. Or Bob Gruen, you can't even talk Yeah, about both fo- photograph Tom. Just take it off. <laughs> I think really they should take it off because they've they've met Tom Waits, which is cool. I you never met him? Waits. Nah. I have a list. I have a list of celebs. celebs. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'm a big celeb guy. I like really? celebs. Yeah, I'm not so much interested in what they're doing, but I just want to see them do it. Who's, yeah. Who's top five? Top five celebs? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Tastemakers, who are they? Well, uh, T. Waits, big one. Yeah, big oh, yeah. One. You know, it's like a, like a rare bird. You want to <laughs> sort of look at from afar, mm-hmm. but not too near. Um, yeah. Uh, 
There's so many celebs. Uh, big fan of Noel Gallagher's speeches and interviews. Yeah, man. like that. Yeah. Guy gets away with a lot. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking he's wear shorts. Able to say anything. <laughs> he says anything. Anything. Makes fun of everybody. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody gets mad mm-hmm. at him. And then right. he's invited to like go to the, talk to the prime minister in the same yeah. breath. Like same time. Yeah. Love him. Uh, who else? Mm, big celebs. Uh, Bob Dylan. I don't think that I want to meet him, but I like. Him. See, that's another list that maybe the celebs that you. Hold in such high esteem that you don't want to meet him. I don't think I want to meet any of them. You don't really. want to break the, you know, the myth. Yeah, like I'm a museum of celebs, rare celebs, like in the, uh, you know, the Museum of Natural History, you know? Just walk by them in glass, <laughs> see what they're doing. Put a camera in there. That might break the Kitchen myth. or something. First, you got to entice them to get in the glass. Well, you put a camera in the kitchen. Waits would do it. Waits might do it. He'd do it. I yeah, think I think so. Let me see who else is good. Camera in the kitchen. Yeah. Because like people do interesting work in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, that's that where you true. do all your interesting Yeah, sometimes stuff. you're taking out the garbage, washing dishes, and then sometimes you're really thinking. Yeah. You don't know. You catch people off guard in the kitchen. I feel there's several places in the home that you can be yourself. Kitchen. Bathroom, kitchen. <laughs> nobody's cool in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nobody's super hardcore. Like, you could take the toughest guy ever. No one's hardcore over breakfast. <laughs> no one. Because you're still kind of groggy. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if you got to be hard right as you wake up, Tough, tough gig. That's 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 not man. Can be cranky. Man. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I mean, in general, cranky but not tough. You can be cranky. I I find that you you generally find. See, this is going to go somewhere else because you know I I I haven't met a woman who is not able to get over that morning crankiness with you know thoroughly. Like a man, I struggle in the morning. Struggle heavy. Struggle. Yeah, just to. Wake up, get out of bed. I'm with you. Talk to anybody. Hallelujah. I never met a woman that had that much problems getting out of bed. <laughs> another reason that they're just kind of better than us. Interesting. See, I'd like yeah. to counter I that. Think... With you got lady. an angry woman in the morning? <laughs> oh, I, I got a woman in the morning who won't get up. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Never heard of it. Oh, okay. yeah. She doesn't yeah. exist. She doesn't set an alarm, waits for children to come in and wake us all up. That, yeah. You're really? you're ready, you're, can I go get a guitar? Yeah. You're writing a blues song here. Oh, then no. no I got an angry woman in the morning. <laughs> That's, yeah. She doesn't. won't get up. Do you but know what I'm talking about? She goes to you, work every day. She's the one who goes to work every day, yeah. That's, Did that's, you, that's why she's so angry. That's why. <laughs> when you were a kid, <laughs> mom always up, right? Usually. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. How many sisters? You got one or two? One. I got one sister. Always up? Mm, she sleeps less than me. But not as bad in the morning? What would you say? Grumpy? You don't have not to say. Not as grumpy. I'm grumpier in the morning. Re- yeah, see, that's... Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I'm not sure whether I've come up with a theory that's true or whether I'm finding things to support it. <laughs> like a tabloid. <laughs> no, have I have... A- we have a rule in my house that we're not allowed to discuss, uh, like, certain important... Well, we're not allowed to discuss anything that's actually important before, like, I've had, like, two cups of coffee. Dig it. That's a rule. I, you know, you know you They say, know thyself. And you do. <laughs> Because you're like, I can't handle this no, in the morning. Can't, can't handle. handle it. No. no. Do, you have, do you have siblings? <laughs> no. No, it's all None. you? Yeah, just all me. It's, like, <laughs> it's all me. I, but I, I don't know. I, I don't. I just kind of was worried about me waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I used to have a lot of trouble waking up to an alarm. Got fired countless times. From oh, yeah. yeah. I used to have to drive my sister to school, and she was like all AP classes. 
I was not AP classes. Show off. <laughs> and she would be late every day because of me. Like, just like, Jonah, can we please be on time? And I'd be like, listening to no effects. Like, yeah. whatever, eating cinnamon toast crunch. Like, who cares? Yeah. And it's amazing that she, she got such good <laughs> grades because she was always late. And it was 100% my fault. I did not care. But you, you had to drive? I had to drive. I was older. So oh, I think this older. was like, yeah. That's the ticket. Eating yeah. cinnamon toast means, cinnamon toast crunch means you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't. You're just like, hey, what? I'm, I'm done. My day's not going to get make, any I better. I can make cinnamon yeah. toast, but I'm not going yeah. to. No girls, buy a box of it. No girls will talk to me. <laughs> the highlight of my day is going to be eating the cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> yeah. It's good I'm shit. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Before I had that. this cool mustache. See? No girls will That's talk to me. That's a solid mustache. mustache. Thank you. We've been documenting that mustache on, on the, the, the gram. Yeah, check out my Instagram. for. I, yeah. was, I was on the road for a couple of weeks, and I was just experimenting with goatees, and I think this is... That's cool. Yeah, thanks. I heard you became a different person was, on the road. I did become... Well, what happened was <laughs> I, I I went to California for some work stuff and see some friends and stuff. And then I... Uh, Didn't some band Pianos Become the Teeth? I've heard, heard of them. them. Yeah. Um, two of the guys in that band are in United Nations with me and Jeff. Okay. And they're on tour with the Menzingers and me without oh, yeah. you. And so they were like, you should just hop on tour and come back with us. So I rode with them for like two weeks. But I didn't have any warm clothing i thought i was just going to la for like three days and i yeah. found myself in like chicago in like a blizzard yeah so i was just borrowing my uncle gave me this leather jacket with like a fake built-in hoodie mm. that was like four sizes too big i shaved this weird facial hair yeah and by like i was meeting people and i would meet them i'd be like hey i'm jonah i'd be like i don't normally look like i felt like yeah. i had to qualify everything sure. like i look like i'm in like a new metal band it's all right i think that's okay but i understand that yeah you can't get too big of a coat you can't no well it's also yeah. like it's the way it's like the shiny you know like it's, oh. it's a texture that's like it's it was a strong statement that yeah. i didn't really fully back <laughs> was the coat was white it? no I'll would you me. call it eastern european a little bit it was by the way it's so nice of my uncle to give it to me and it was very warm and it saved my life probably but i just felt like it, it was very suggestive of like being into disturbed did you maybe. feel like you could okay. go out and hunt and kill a seal and it'd be okay mm, maybe Adult seal. Adult seal. Yeah, that's good. Maybe an adult seal. At least that's more humane. Speaking of coats, this coat is good. I got my eyeball on this coat. You got a <laughs> good one, coat, man. Brad's? It's a shirt coat. Yeah, but it's a good Where's coat. Where's that from, Brad? <laughs> it's a shirt coat. Land Where'd end? you get that? I don't know. Wifey got it. Don't. It's probably Everybody man. says that. She did. It's you go, where'd you get... No, you, you always say, where'd you no, get that pants? No, he's got a solid rule go, about fashion. He lets, he, lets, he lets the lady do it. That's a good. I got a little woman, and she picks out all my clothes. That's a good fit too. Good fit, good coat. I like it. I'm not messing with you at all. I really like it. People always think that whenever you pay them a compliment, that no, you're making fun of them, and I'm bring not it on. ever. Mm. Bring it on. How, I'll take it either how, way. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. How often like do you that. go shopping for clothes? Well, it's a mood thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I get super stressed out, I'm like, I need a coat today, yeah. now. Yeah. Mary J needs a coat now. <laughs> Like, and it's deadly serious, too. It, I don't know. It's like a way to cope. I never, I never got into drugs, so shopping's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I get, I get really, I have ups and Still downs money with away. the shopping. It's not really throwing money away. I mean, if you're wearing it, it's like wearing money. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. You know yeah. what I mean? But you don't go crazy. Like, you don't, you don't go shopping at, like, a crazy place or spend a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just need a new pair of socks or something or a coat or something like a, I, dude, a jacket I, I fucking hate it. i try to avoid clothes shopping and i just like i like things just showing up okay like uh, online no like like someone saying here have some socks like that's oh give them to me like i wear <laughs> yeah that could be i easy. wear free shit 
Okay. But like, I don't get free things. So if I get something, I tend to wear it for a few years. <laughs> I'm doing it all wrong. I, and all this time in, in the, you know, in the music biz, as they mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I never went to the, the, the companies and said, hey, can I have some free stuff? Right. They'll I, give it I, to you. I, I heard that they will. Yeah. Yeah. But not, not lately. I don't, you know, I might be too afraid to say it publicly <laughs> to someone. Like, hey, I wear whatever. You don't have to you, say. You just got to wear it. Yeah, I could wear. I mean, I wear stuff anyway. Yeah, right. You gotta so, wear something. Yeah, I don't I trust them to pick it a free out. coat. Someone said, "Can you mention the name of this coat on TV, and we'll give it to you?" And I went, "Yeah, I don't give a shit." Why wouldn't you? You're already a whore. You're just dicking around about price. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, I like that. So statement. I was like, "Here's that coat." Now, it does not fit me anymore, but no. it's still <laughs> <Sure>. there. <laughs> well, I'm sure they give you another one. Nah, no, nah. The uh, the stay at home dad gig doesn't really go for the free stuff when you really need it. The free stuff doesn't show up. <laughs> that's the, that's the truth about <laughs> yeah. everything. Here's our target. Um, our target market is 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 just two little twins, two little four year old girls. That's it. That's, That's all we're it. trying to appeal to. So, we, would you wear this? I have the that house? demo. I have <laughs> it. It lives in my house. Would you like, we'd like you to wear these clothes around these girls. Four to six. Yes. <laughs> and then, then, four, four, then four buying them freaking clothes. Mm. That, well, just, that just makes you angry because you're like you're gonna grow out of it in a, in a week. Hand me down. <laughs> but but they it's can, all about. Do they have network? Their own. Like, can they just wear like whatever? Like, do they have clothes that are just for them, or can they wear each other's stuff? No, we they have to wear our clothes. They have to be. Hungry. I thought you meant yeah. Can you wear like no? They're kids, man. They can't wear adult clothes. It'll be like it's like remember that big coat. I have but to, worse. I have to buy everything 100 percent cotton and shrink it. Everything I own. Why? <laughs> so they can wear it. Oh, for That's you. That's not no, what I them. meant. Okay. <laughs> no, everything you buy for yourself. I don't buy things for myself. People give it to me. We've established this. All oh, right. I want and free then you, shit. Then you shrink it and give it to your kids. Then I shrink it and give it to the children. Dude, we should get a, a thing going, though. Free <laughs> things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, sure. wherever you got that coat from, call them It wasn't them up. free. It was not free. I'm sure it wasn't, but still. <laughs> it was I'm going to check that tag if you're not weirded I'll, out by I'm that. Gonna, I'll send them this podcast and say, yeah. give Brian a well, I, I, we didn't say the name, though. I think that's part of the deal. I did. I said I said Top Man. You know, man. Oh, but I'm Top not, Man. I think so, but I'm Hot not topic? positive. Very English. Top Man. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah. You know. Or very right gay. Us little guys have to go for the Euro fashions. That's like the only it. shit that fits. Me too. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Very short. I, I try to say that I'm not, but <laughs> but lots of big celebs. Short. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah. Yeah. We like to call it average. Yeah. Average size. Stallone, Under average. Stallone, Stallone, five, you know, six. Six. Uh, Stallone? Stallone, five. That's six. who came to your mind when I said celebs? <laughs> yeah, because I was heard he was really short, and I got to interview him a couple years ago, and I was like, motherfucker, he's really short. Super smart, I yeah. heard. Arnold, uh, very smart. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. He, um, very smart and like a like notorious anti gun advocate. Anti gun. Anti gun. So you know that, you know that he did that movie Rambo <laughs> and there was Cobra. Some, yeah. some guns in those movies, oh, yeah, right? Cobretti. Yeah, there you go. A couple guns on the cover. Stop or my mom will shoot. Maybe Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Of course, Tango and Cash. What other movies? What? How about this? What movies has Stallone been in without a gun? Rocky, but he had guns. Yes. Big bomb. Nice. Stallone, Stallone without a gun. Oh, my God. Cliffhanger. What's happening? Oh, yeah, Both hangar. hands tied up. Yeah, yeah yep. definitely. <laughs> Are you, there was n- not any guns in Cliff. There, no, there was. Yeah, there had there to was. Been. <laughs> there been guns. We're just playing. Just that one yeah. scene. There <laughs> was <laughs> There's yeah. one scene. He only had his hands tied up. That yeah. one scene. It's like hanging on the thing. Has he, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, this is going yeah. perfectly. You still, in, you still in Jersey? Yeah. 
Right on. I, I went to New York a bunch of years ago, yeah. lots of years ago, mm-hmm. and then quickly left. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's just very expensive. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. I have so much less money than you think I have. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Not than you, but everybody else. Oh, no. Are you rich yet? No. God, no. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. But no. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was uh, Je- Jeff Rickley who wrote this thing. It was like, uh, for all of you who think I'm rich, let me give you the breakdown. He like wrote it out of like what I make and like how it works is a band from like major label on and everything. And like you, it's like, you honestly don't get it. I do remember yeah. that being 24. I was probably 24. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to someone out loud, dude, we just got signed. We're going to be like Thursday. They're so big and rich. <laughs> like, just completely clueless of the actual predicament that, you know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if those guys ever got, you know, maybe they were smart. But uh, they they were, they, I remember they seemed massive. They seemed like queen to me. Mm. Like, I was just like, you guys play Starland Ballroom. <laughs> like, there's not a person on the earth who doesn't know who Thursday is. I really thought that, and you know, it just like floored me when I was like, "Wait, wait a minute!" It's like those, oh, oh, this is different, <laughs> yeah. Because there's like a third wall, you know. Mm-hmm. There's like you're 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 not signed. You're in a band and you play on the weekends. Then there's like you are signed and you're in a band. And the funny thing is, you go from I'm signed to my friend's indie label that lives down the street, all the way up to I'm signed to a major label. You're all the same. That whole middle ground, it's all the same. Whether you're playing a VFW hall and you're piebald, who I just read about this morning, for weird reason. But I remember thinking they were huge, too. Piebald, that level, you know? So, like, like an, like an indie band that has got a lot of success, or, like, any of those bands, to maybe, like, oh... I can't even think of who, but... Anyway, like, a giant band, when you're just below that, like, Green Day status, you know? When you're, you're right below that... There is such a massive gap in there, like financially and, and, and what you actually have to do and how many of those guys have jobs and things like that, like aside from being in a band. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually, <clears throat> it's funny. It's like finding out that, you know, your your elementary school teacher works on the weekends. Yeah. You're like, like why? why would why would you do that? <laughs> and that's a great job. Yeah. You know. Don't you like me? Yeah. And then they find out they don't. Yeah. At all. It's like, Pretty much. You're, if you're like, a, yeah, if you're like a touring, touring band, everybody knows your name. You're like a blue collar guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you're not, you're not Lady Gaga. No. Just kicking the tires. You're blue collar. Yeah. No. So you don't want to be her anyway because she sucks. But when you have to <laughs> do something like that, I think it's odd. It's like an odd position. I was just talking to somebody about this where your friends kind of go, like, say you're like a band, like, remember when I was a little later than that, like 26 or something like that. I, th- I remember thinking Lucero was giant too. Right. You know? And being like, well, this band's huge. They, they're like Blink-182. They're giant, you know? And in my head, not knowing that, you know, they probably might have had gigs as like a bartender at some of those stages. Because this was early on in their career. This wasn't yeah. later. And I remember being shocked by that and being like, well, what? Why do you do that? You just like dig the bar or something? <laughs> or are you looking for ideas? Or like, are, you, are you like on set? You know, like some people would get jobs, like just to get ideas, like right. actors. They're like, I'm going to play a gas station attendant, so I'm going to get a job at a gas station. And you're like, Ryan Felipe, where you been? Oh, man, I'm regular or unleaded? And you're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm just pumping gas, getting in character. And you're like, all right. 
And you say, why not just pretend, motherfucker, you're an actor? Yeah. But I think it goes back to what you're saying, like, because Lucero, what, from, like, Athens or, I think they're from Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. yeah. It's like, I think if you have a low overhead, low cost of living, yep. then it's not as, if you're in a band like that, it's maybe not as hard to support yourself. If you're living here, it's like, I feel like you have to. Oh, yeah, like crazy. <laughs> it's like whenever you travel outside of, you know, New York metropolitan area, and you're like, look at that house. Fuck, we could have that house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, every band, every New York band that I've known, including myself, like you get to a certain point and you're like, you get up, you give up your apartment. You get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to sleep on my friend's floors when I come home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can As can't opposed to be. sleeping on the floors when you're on tour because you're fucking, you're on tour eight months. You're not going to. How long were you rent? here for? Here where? In New on York. The, on the planet? <laughs> oh. How long were you in New York? Do you know? Three years. <laughs> three years? Yeah. <laughs> three, two and a half, three years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Two years, three years, I don't remember. But, uh, Were you in Brooklyn? Or yeah, yeah. And uh, it was cool. Like it, it's cool that you have so much stuff around. You know, like that there's everything to do. But contrary to my personality, that doesn't work because I don't go out. Stay inside. I like that better. Yeah, yeah. Safe <laughs> or unsafe because you keep thinking and thinking. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, but <laughs> what do you do in your home? Nothing. Read. Think. What do you like to read? Stuff. Books, words, usually. <laughs> um, well, is avoid specifics in that list, or? Yeah. Well, I don't like to tie myself down because then, like, you know, next week I'm not going to like that. Hmm. You know, it's really up and down. It's, it's hard to please my myself. Super <laughs> difficult person to deal with. So you always have like a couple of different things that jump yeah. in at once. Like, no. Normally, what I do is, uh, like, I, I try to. Look, I, I look at it as like periods of time. Like, if I'm just home and I'm not like writing a record or not going to go on tour. It's it's just ga- gathering information, just pouring it in, whatever mm-hmm. I can find. Like I, like for no reason whatsoever. Yesterday I watched that movie uh, Quadrophenia. I just never seen it, so I've never seen anything or read anything. That's the truth. Like not anything at all. But I've never read or seen the classics. Like you guys were talking about Caddyshack. Never seen it. Oh. Never seen Airplane. Never seen mm-hmm. any of that movie. But I don't know why. I just never have. So now I'm sort of getting it as a 35 year old, and I'm like, wow, this is. Okay, this is cool. And some of it, you're like, I don't get it. You know, and I, like when I was watching Quadrophenia yesterday, I was like, I get this, and this is awesome, and I'm into it. But why is this guy so angry? And then it kind of ends. And you're just like, what? Mm-hmm. What, does he go to college? Does he get a 401k? Or mm-hmm. does he just, like, stick it to the man? You know, like, what happens? And what's Sting doing in here? Yeah. And why is he a bellboy? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Sting is so famous at this point, but maybe Sting had a second job. I don't think it was that. What year was that? I don't think he was that. that was 78. 79. 79. So what was so that? the police were, definitely had come out and had a first, maybe their second. That was second. But range. not every breath you take big. No, it's yeah. like Regatta de Blanc big. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the, was it second, third, third police record that basically means reggae for white people? Oh, which is which is that they knew what they were talking about. They knew what they were selling. It's like college. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, college is definitely regular yeah. for white people. Yeah, that's where I kind of cemented. Wow, I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah, you like yeah, but that's why they invented like quadrophenia because it was ska was kind of like okay reggae for white people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. Did you have a ska phase at all? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I definitely did. Yeah, I, I like. Um, I was fortunate that I had a lot of older kids around me that were in their mid twenties at the time that I was about 14 or 13. And, and they showed me like some of the, uh, like the body snatchers and some of those bands. So I was kind of catching a different thing than like what was going out into the public. Like I, I missed over the real big fish thing completely. And, 
I got like the uh, cassette tapes of the specials and and uh, and that kind of stuff really early, but it wasn't to any of my credit. So that what was, was that situation. People. Why were you fourteen hanging out with twenty year olds? Because they were the only punk rock kids in the town. Uh-huh. There was nobody else, and I and I was getting beat up, <laughs> and they would stop me from getting beat up. So because you know you you live in a, a small town in northwestern New Jersey uh, in 1992 or three, you know, and you, you shave your head into a, like a mohawk and you start wearing like, you know, spikes and you're making your pants and there's patches everywhere. The football team don't like that. So <laughs> you get, you, you get the drive by <laughs> stopping the car mm-hmm. and the, you know, yelling that, you know, you all kinds of obscenities at you that you're like that Twitter would erupt in today. <laughs> Just go bananas. I mean, you know, it, that 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 happened quite a bit, you know. And then like you were too weird for the skateboard kids; they didn't like you, so they were hitting you with skateboards. And the the, the jockey kids didn't like you, girls didn't like you, but the punk rockers liked you, you know. And then there was uh, there was this like group of um, these like skinhead kids that weren't like uh, they weren't into the racist thing at all, and they had gotten uh, more into like the reggae kind of thing and the. Uh, maybe a little moddy, very moddy, I would say. Actually, now that I think back and more, more I reflect on that. So, and I was way into it. I was like, "Oh, dude, cool! You can like, you can be punk, but you don't have to be dirty." And that's like a moddy thing. I like that. And I was way into that. Um, and you know, they they, they definitely stopped the skateboards from flying in my head. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> what got you into punk? Do you remember? Was it a specific band or? Um, yeah, I mean. You know, truth be told, it's probably like rancid on 120 minutes and like just being 11 or 12 and flipping through late at night. I used to try and stay up as late as I could to watch 120 minutes and I would watch it. And I, that, that rancid video for radio, I think it was, that was probably them or something like that. You know, not, not super, super like edgy or anything. It was just like, I didn't have any older brothers. I was like, no radio station. Like. (laughs) Check these guys out. They look crazy, and that song rules. <laughs> you know, and I still think they rule. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Have you heard the No Effects cover of that? No, that's great. It's pretty that's, good. They play it live series? a lot. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, it's yeah, a good. Oh, they movie. did it. They covered each other's songs. Mm-hmm. I yeah. never heard that. I yeah. should hear that. You should check it out. It's pretty yeah, good. I will. But all that stuff. It was like this kind of cool. Like it was like Columbia Music <clears throat> House for tapes, but you you just did it with your friends, and you didn't have to pay the twenty cents or whatever <laughs> it was. No stamps involved. <laughs> Dude. So they would give it, yeah, I got no effects, this tape around that time. And like, but I had this cool sort of wealth of knowledge coming from these older kids where they, they were giving me, you know, like the exploited and stuff, which I, that was a little too heavy for me. I was like, oh, this guy sounds super angry. I'm like, I <laughs> I'm not really that angry. I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to start a war at all. Like not, not even a little bit. You don't want to riot either? No. Okay. Riot for what? At my 12-year-old brain, I was a white kid in suburbia. I had nothing to be mad, mad about. I was like, yeah, my parents have jobs sometimes. It's cool. Some have some fun. I always lean towards the GBH version of, of, of that role, you know? Like yeah. People like exploit it. I'm like, oh, like GBH. That's GBH good. is cool. I, I remember like that. that. And like then you realize that. that Rancid like loves GBH. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, you got to love somebody, you know, I think. And uh, they just always struck me as cool. I never, I only met... Tim for two seconds one time. He was really nice, but yeah. uh, they're guys I would mm-hmm. like to... I would like to just sit down and, and like let them tell me about songs and, and what it was like to be punk even before then. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. Brad calls Tim Lint. 
Yeah, Brad's old band toured with Rancid while they were writing uh, An Out Come the Wolves. So he got Get to hear those here. songs kind of come together. So you know him from the, like, way back, the yeah. Ivy days and all that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's let go of the record he was touring. Let's go, right? Yeah, they were touring that record, and then, but they were writing the next one. So I got to hear a lot of that, like, backstage. And Tell them the story. It was cool. Tell me the story. I'm into oh, it. What story? story? Brad was the in a story, band this, called this, The Goops. Yeah. They're in the Mara no, The story about, about, about the tour and Tim saying, talking to you about touring. Oh, no. I was just talking to Joan about that We were talking today. about Rancid this morning. That's not, I don't want to talk. You've told that. it here like three times. <clears throat> it's the best fucking story. You've told it you on the podcast. Tell, I, I love those guys, but definitely can be a little oh. bit of a space cadet. And he, we started this tour well, with He's him. a writer. He it, should be. Yeah. He's probably, th- he's probably not spaced out. He's probably thinking of something. But he's not thinking of something else other than the conversation. Yeah, but people having. disengage sometimes when they're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They, they. I think they do it because they have, their brain can't stop. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Well, we started a tour with him at Black Cat in D.C. And after the show, he came. He watched the whole set and came over and goes, ah, great set, man. We should totally do a tour sometime. I was like, it just started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. the first show. <laughs> and he had requested, that, like, he had come seeing us in New York play with, with Stormy and, like, his booking agent and, like, had made the request to to put us on the tour. They, I don't know what to say about that. Just <laughs> Maybe he was busy. Yeah. He was totally busy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, people do, they say things and then, I mean, they were cool though, right? Yeah. They're awesome. It was yeah, really, that's awesome. a cool time. I learned too. a lot, cool. like just watching those guys because one thing I learned was I, I always thought, you know, punk rock was not the sort of theatrical, like, sort of like premeditated thing that like that like rock or you know or like metal or like you know like and watching those guys those guys i realized these guys are professional punk rockers like everything <laughs> they did was thought out the most like spontaneous <laughs> thing they did on stage i saw it being practiced like at soundcheck or the really? night before oh yeah and even like the inner like dialogue between songs you know which like you know, there's bands that just do that, and it's great. And they, the, and then you get bands that just can't do it at all at any point in their sure. career. And I think that those that's guys the whole would like, show. and like we'd be like at lunch, you know, like at a diner or something, and somebody, you know, would come up to him and say something, and like that would get referenced that night, like on the stage. Like they were, he was constantly putting things together in his mind to like thinking of the show. Like they were not, they're not a spontaneous band. I like it was that, amazing. Though. Oh man, it was amazing. I no, wish I had the not, discipline for it's that. It's good. It's. I mean, I'm. I guess the point is like. The point is the that's why I'm not pros, rich, man. <laughs> <laughs> because I never, I never thought of. I always. That's too much work. I know. Putting in the time. They like, definitely were putting that. in the time. They were definitely like, putting in the time all the time. Yeah, but I remember people getting like people being like mad when they played SNL. Like they changed outfits. Like they're not real. <laughs> like and I was like, yeah, they, they look awesome. Wait, first yeah. of all, hold on, back up. They played SNL. Yes. Oh yeah. They when? played SNL in, like probably like Out on the Wolves there, like ninety five. Oh, like Ruby Soho time. Yeah, they oh, played yeah. Ruby Soho. Wow, and, uh, dude. I found it online recently. That's oh, the great. that's the crown. Yeah. That's the crown. You're the king if you play SNL. You're oh, yeah. the queen, the king. Until you if watch, you until are you a band and you can play SNL, you are the king. I'm in going. My book. I'm yeah. going next month to see one of your your buddy Springsteen's playing. My buddy. Yes. Yeah. He's the king. He's <laughs> yes. the big king. Yes. He's. I don't think I get any bonus for for him going on there. I don't no. get any. I don't, <laughs> don't get any kickback. No. Really? No. He seems to keep achieving. And I seem to keep. <laughs> I seem to keep like praying that I'm not going to fall <laughs> off the face of the planet any minute. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's big ahead of me. Big couple, <laughs> couple trips ahead of me. But he did say, he's another one. So people, he told me one time, from the horse's mouth, 
that he was like, you know, people used to think that, you know, we were massively famous in the born to run and after all that stuff. Not true. My friend born in the USA. That was the time. That was the big time for him. Like, so all that previous, really not so much a famous guy. No, like not, not giantly famous and not like, Hey, look, man, I'm, I'm burning cash. I'm, I'm making it rain. Funny. There's gotta be not like that. Somebody should do like a show on all the seventies bands that we think of as like these seventies artists that didn't get big until they had that hit in the eighties. Yeah. That usually is not as good as their seventies stuff. I don't know about that. There's like I don't I don't care. Those first couple U two records before the Joshua Tree, I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> I don't really? Like Unforgettable Fire? I don't it's okay. There's good songs on it, there but are it's good not songs on it. It's not slam dunk. No, Joshua, Joshua Tree's Tree. a slam dunk record. Right. That's like bottom of the top. One of the best records ever. Yeah, it really is. Oof. That was that was heavy rotation in high school. Yeah. We had three records that looking back, I was like, no wonder nobody hung out with us. Yeah. <laughs> because it was Joshua Tree, Three Feet High and Rising. Okay. Or Anthrax Among the Living. That was it. Like we all, ever, not like that slam was, dunks. That was all. None of those two are slam dunks. That was Joshua we, we was slam all. Dunk. We could all agree on in the car, like driving. Yeah. One of these three records would make everybody happy. And <laughs> probably, the probably slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. Big slam, slam dunk. Record, Let's go is pretty close to a slam dunk. I, well, I for me, I agree with you. I thought about that before I said it. Actually, <laughs> but the thing was, is that not a slam dunk in the in the sense of like the populace. Like right, not right. everybody could get, you know, like, like those songs like Jimmy and Johnny yeah, and like yeah. the, you know, talking about last resort and skinhead stuff. Dope like, sick girl. Yeah. Nobody yeah, knew yeah, what yeah, dope yeah, sick was. You know, I remember like, bringing that CD into art class and my teacher being dope <laughs> sick girl. And I was like, eh. Be like, you're arty, man. You should be on the edge. Yeah. Would your art teacher you know? let you play whatever you brought in? Uh, no, I, was, I did an Epitaph Records mural when I was like in high school that had a huge picture of Tim, Fat Mike and like Fletcher from Pennywise. And I like had to bring in all these CDs. Vanessa did one of Chris Farley. <laughs> it's in her dressing room. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I remember having that well, CD. She did a painting? She did like a painting of like, yeah, we did do like, what are you into? Yeah. And so you pick your thing and then, yeah, you do a, like a collage kind of painting. You've spent like a month on it or something. That's a good That's art cool. teacher. Yeah. Art teachers are supposed to be edgy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Somebody's got like, <laughs> like a mad real art teacher just came in. It was like, yo, this is a, this is what a dime bag looks like. It's over the table. Be like, this is how it goes on the street. Slaps the kids in the face. Tomorrow's project has to have your blood in it. Yeah. <laughs> My, mine? Mm-hmm. Anyone in your family? Shit. You mean like that guy from the Libertines? Yeah. Ah, man. Uh, Wait, I, does that mean I get to date Kate Moss? That's what the kids are thinking. Again? Again? <laughs> Good oh. band, though. Hey, what's that joint in um uh, New Brunswick, the little downstairs area? I saw you Court play. Tavern. Court Tavern. R.I.P. I, um, done, really? Is it done? Yeah. Really? Oh, shit. Again. Again. Yeah. I once saw you play acoustic there once, and it was before I'd moved to New Jersey. Yeah. And I've been, you know, lifelong Springsteen fan, you know, uh, never really understood the power of Springsteen in New Jersey until seeing you play there, uh, and you did a bunch of covers she did a bunch of your stuff and then at one point i don't know if you remember this because you played a million shows but you're playing a bunch of songs and you went ah fuck it and you just launched into atlantic city and the entire crowd was oh, singing yeah. along young to old and it was this most beautiful thing and i was just watching They're and i was massive. like there, there it is there there's jersey yeah they right do there. it man they love it yeah. i don't know why but they do yeah they they that's become a that's a recent kind of insurgence of people loving that was not cool growing up. Right. You were not allowed to like Bruce Springsteen. Really? No, I had to keep that on the on the big DL. For real? Yeah. Wow, God. I remember That's like to... having Catholic parents to the punks. <laughs> you can't have that. 
You know what I mean? Like, like when you're, you know, when your parents are like real Catholic, you can't, you can't do nothing. That's how the punks are. You can't do nothing. You got to be <laughs> punk 100% of the time. You know what I mean? And so if you had anything Spooks like that. Springsteen run hungry hard for the Ramones. Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> not cool. And I wasn't getting hit with any more skateboards. So I wasn't busy. I was in my private time listening to Springsteen. <laughs> That's but, it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you yeah. must know what I'm. Well, talking about. I wasn't. I was kind of on the other end. Like I feel like when I got into like Fat Records and Epitaph, that's all I listened to. Yeah, like I never. I didn't listen to Springsteen until I was way older. Sure. I mean, were you always yeah, kind of into mom. other stuff? Yeah, as well. I, I kind of took everything. I didn't talk about it too much because you can't. Um, but yeah, I just took everything in, and I was kind of like, "Well, I see how this is the same." I I was like, I I hear the Clash, and I hear Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen. It's all the same. Like, this is not different. And I couldn't quite grasp why everyone else thought it was so different. And, uh, the, you know, especially when I got into, like, the jam and that kind of thing, I was like, this is the same. Yeah. There's nothing different about this. It's just a little faster. And it's funny how, like, in England, like, it was the jam more than the Clash. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, It was? Really? Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, I've been reading this, uh, Clash, uh, biography Mm -hmm. that I stole from Brad's office the last time I was here. Um, and it talked about how, and then I watched this jam documentary recently that's terrible, but it's kind of interesting that how like the jam were the ones that like overtook the clash and the clash hated it. They would go back to England for America and be like, what the fucking jam? <laughs> and the jam would just shit on the clash. Like, at least we're not the fucking clash. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't think anyone ever uttered the words, at least we're not the clash. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, I want to make a shirt that says that. <laughs> the jam. At least we're not the clash. Yeah. The jam. That's awesome though. Yeah. Paul Weller's like an icon oh over there. Oh my God. He's, He's big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Cool. But there, there, I just did that the other day just for fun. I posted uh, like an old picture of uh, Pete Townsend and Paul Weller standing next to each other. And not a single person, maybe two people knew who Paul Weller was. No one, everyone was like, who's the paper boy next to Pete Townsend? And I was like, yeah. But I didn't respond though. I just like to watch the chaos. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I, that's what I do online. I don't, I don't respond. I just like the chaos. <laughs> just set it up. Yeah, set, set it up, up and let chaos ensue. Like a, like a bowling alley. Yeah. but i always end up being the pins somehow (laughs) you know online murderous it it took me until this stupid book to realize that uh i'd have called you woody joe as a clash reference yeah that was i was reading a book because i'm dumb this time no it's not it's you have to read the book i think but it makes sense you know yeah it was one of those things and like i was trying to side with his i was sort of appealing to his more folk oriented side which he had Mm -hmm. nobody really knew about he was a total hippie before him yeah big time long hair the whole bit Mm mm-hmm and I was like, dude, dude looks like Joe Cocker, you know, yep. in the right, right before the one and oneers and all that, you know, and then, but people change and you were allowed to do that more so then because it wasn't, you know, everybody mm-hmm. wasn't in your, in your bushes in your kitchen, take you watching you eat cereal. <laughs> so it was different. You know, you, you could do things. And no comment boards back then. Huh? No comment boards. No, <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't, I just don't read it. Yeah. Okay. You can't read it. Sometimes I do though. Yeah. I just can't contradict myself. Nah, I stay real neutral these days. These days, I they do. don't. I don't care. <laughs> I sometimes sometimes make a good point. That you know? that's what bothers me the most. What when they slap when, in the when face? When someone it's makes a, totally a good, good point, point, and I'm, that that I feel like is when I get the most bump. Like that hurts the most because I'm like, fuck, you're totally right, but but it's never told in like a helpful way. Eat. Like, yeah. I feel like it's always like, hey, idiot, like, you got this thing wrong. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did get that I totally wrong. missed the punctuation. <laughs> but it, people do that sometimes very badly. Um, now I find where uh, I was reading about the term rockist. I had no idea what that meant. And I was like, I see this too many places to not know what this means. What is this? 
I'm like, because it feels insulting. I feel like I'm being insulted right now. So I'm like, and I'm not even reading about myself. I'm reading about someone else. Rockist. Okay. Spell it. R-O-C-K-I-S-T. Oh. Rockist. I don't know, it's I don't know it either. Okay. I should know You it, should know like. this. Should this know is it. a writing thing. Yeah. So uh, it, you just go some kiss. look at all over. It's just like that, but way different. <laughs> so you go on you go on Pitchfork, you'll find it a lot. Okay. Um, but it's, First thing to avoid. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're their own people, whatever they want to do over there. But uh, they frustrate me a lot because you never get the, you never get the answer back, which kind of comes to my point um, about this raucous thing. So I was very curious what this meant. So I was, re I looked up the definition. What is this? I don't know. Uh, and so it came up and it's like a, uh, like a, a, a pro rock and roll attitude. Like you're a pro rock and roll, but thinking that all other forms of music are less sincere or genuine than the rock music. And I was like, well, wait, that's every fan of every genre, except, uh, they're comparing it. There was an example in the definition that I found. It may not be the definitive definition, but it was, uh, See, the days like this, I have to clarify. I hate that. I hate that I have to clarify definitive definition because somebody's going to go, that's not the definition I read. <laughs> Whatever. But um, they said that uh, in, the, in the 90s when Nirvana came out with Nevermind, that Mariah Carey's record was big. And they said that Nirvana took that over. And the, the person that was writing this said that uh, the sound of Smells Like Teen Spirit sounded like a sexual assault. They used that word. And I was like instantly like, breaks like hold on that is too strong for music you're going too far right. like you're just that's not right like and i'm not being hypersensitive no i'm that's like wrong. you're just out of your mind yeah you cannot say that a, a, a music is like a sexual assault like that's i don't i don't know you wouldn't say music is a house fire like you it's, it's just not it's, it's too not, much and yeah. and but what my point was with this is that they're saying things like that this is like popist or this is rockist or this is whatever and so I go and I start to look up, what are they exactly saying is rockish, you know? And, and like, I found that if someone speaks about a particular music that they like, be, they, they have popism too, popist, if you want, if you want to, if you maybe you're not Whoever into come up with this should have something dude, they love dude, dude, punched in front of them. Too much, too much time, too much free time. You're, you're taking the word elitist, which is a yeah. right definition and taking out like, right. What it is. Rock elitist. Nah, that's too much. Rockish. Take out the elite. And put instant. But it's, I mean, for me, the initial, you know, uh, I guess fascination with the word was that I was like, that sounds bad. That sounds a lot like racist. That sounds weird. Yeah. I'm going to mm -hmm. look up what this means. So then I look it up and then I find this thing about this whole Nirvana thing and the whole thing. And then people that say that they're, they love pop music or that they love rock music or they love hip hop or whatever. A lot of these people have, that are writing about music have said that simply by saying that I love hip hop music. That you're hip hopist, and that you automatically—they're saying that you are defining other forms of music as less true or less uh, being meant less by the artist, which I think is absurd. Like that, just because if I say like I like Adidas shoes, I'm not commenting on Converse or Vans or any other brand. I'm just saying I like this, and just because I think. They're, they're sort of twisting it a little where, and this is what I mean about comments on the internet, is that they're twisting things that you, they're putting words and meanings and connotations on what you're saying that you're not even, you, you haven't even thought of. And, and so it's impossible to think nowadays because everyone I think is afraid to say what they think because there's so many other things going on. 
with a, that are going to get slapped on top of it. Right. right. You know, like, you mean this. I know you said you like flannel shirts, but actually you said you think Dr. Martin Luther King wasn't a nice guy. <laughs> and you're like, I didn't. No, you're seriously just like flannel. It's like people trying to take, it's like when you text somebody and you think you're texting a joke and they're like, why are you mad? Like, no. Oh, that's because you can't hear me yeah. because I can't do italics on my text. So it's everyone's taking an insinuation or, um, you know, uh, they're trying to figure out what you're thinking. Yeah. And that's what everyone does when you write something is it's, online. It's, oh, that's, that's what you meant. Like, no, no, no. I, I bolded that for a reason. Yeah. Is there some kind of like, like high people get from like being offended or being outraged like is there like some kind of like because it seems like yeah i don't know it seems like or just feeling right like i feel like there's like so much like like sort of what you're saying like i just feel like there's so much like self-righteous like whenever anyone like fucks up on the internet or does something wrong i feel like so many people are just so ready to just like just wake up and come out of the water and be like i can't believe this and it's like i don't know is there something like what's the incentive i guess they, like, that's what I get. Like, like we were talking. Like, even that International Men's Day thing. Like, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, me I saw it and I was like, ugh. Is that yeah. a sale? It's well, I guess it was like a, <laughs> sometimes I looked it up because I was curious about it. Yeah, I thought I was like, uh, like this seems kind of weird. International Men's Day. Yeah, and it turns out it was like something for like men's health and like suicide prevention or something. But all these people were like, oh, this is the last thing we need. And it's like. <laughs> Which is like fine, like I'm, fuck yeah. man. Yeah. Well, fine, like that—that's fine. But it's yeah. so interesting. It's like it's like okay, like I feel like that's like kind of implied, and then it's like you don't even know what you're talking about, and then it's like, but why even? I don't know. It, that kind of stuff this just—it's just, the last thing we need. It feels like a setup. Men, they have it all. <laughs> Again, they don't need to be healthy. <laughs> fuck that prostate <laughs> cancer. <laughs> They, but that's what happens, though. Is that yeah, you yeah. sort of get this, like, and then you the know, momentum well, gets behind it. It's and also it's, knee-jerk reactions, what you're talking like, about. The people what, don't know what they're talking about, and they just make a knee-jerk reaction. Well, some people, though, what, what I was talking about with people writing about it, these are supposed to be people that are educated. Last time I checked, right. you can't add PhD to your name without actually being a doctor. So, But, but writer gets slapped under lots of people's names. Right. Like, I got an internet connection. <laughs> Who's going to hire me? Like, what? What? That's real? Yeah, that's real. I'm a writer now because I have an internet connection. <laughs> like, I, mean, I wrote some. Okay. You were a writer. I was a writer before, but nobody could read it. Yeah. And <laughs> that's mean, probably good. Yeah. Like, you used to have to go through a filtering process mm-hmm. to be on television. You, you know, when you're in a band, you have to get signed before anybody hears it on a massive scale. You know, like, to be in a store, you've got to have a kind of a, a record deal of some kind. So somebody has to say, this is, I deem this worthy of being out, not mm-hmm. because of, of something, you know, just, I think that this is good. So I'm going to put this out. Now, that's not the way. You could just be, you could be six shades of crazy. And just, <laughs> I mean, woo. is it hard for you sometimes to not take that stuff personally? Yeah, big time. Like, I think it, it's tripped me up for like the last three years until yeah. like right about a year ago. I was just like... And it was so dumb, like the thing that snapped me out of it. I just read my friend had this like wood block that was carved out that just said like it's, it's like um like he he would just had this thing about not the, on the wood block it just said like uh it it said fuck your bad vibes. <laughs> and I was just like what was that about? And he goes, "Well, everybody, you know, just everybody. Like I'm into this, so I'm going to do it." And I went, "Oh, 
Yeah, you know what? Good for you. <laughs> and that little thing just changed, kind of changed my whole perspective on that. Because it used to bum me out big time. Because you don't want anybody to be mad at you, or especially the whole reason to get out in the public and, you know, be in a band or whatever is to, like, you're, you're trying to communicate something, you know, on TV or whatever. And you don't want to be misunderstood. That's the worst thing, to be misunderstood or taken as, as something that you didn't mean, you know? Right. And that, that kind of... That, I don't know, it bummed me out for a really long time. Yeah, especially when, like, I've had a lot of issues with band. Like, when I was at AP, it was like, my job was to be in charge of reviews. So yeah. bands get bad reviews, they come yeah. after me. And it's like, it's a very hard dynamic. But I've noticed that bands really, if you're like, the music on this isn't good and you have good reasons to back it up, yeah. I feel like people generally don't get mad. It's more like when you're sort of like, they think it's like a personal attack on them. Yeah. Or it's like, they're like, this is weird. And I feel like that's when it's got weird. And that's not really what I do or try yeah. not to. So. Well, if you can qualitate your critical response, people go, okay, that's your opinion. Yeah. And it's, I understand that it's subjective, but you backed it up. I, I don't almost, agree. Yeah. Look, it's cool to not agree. Yeah. Totally. But I almost never do that anymore. When I you go after someone, that's yeah. when it becomes, yeah. yeah you go right. after their character or totally. what their intentions were. You know, by meaning something, that's when it's like a trip. That's yeah. when that's when I get my feathers ruffled. Yeah. And I go, you don't, I've never been in the same Taco Bell as you. Yeah. Like, how do you know, you don't know what I meant. Like, and, and the, like the audacity fires me up that mm -hmm. they think that they know. And you're just like, you're as dumb as I am. What are you talking about? Like, I'm not saying nothing about you. What are you? But it's also like, it's know? like going to a stand-up mm -hmm. show and someone's like, it's like they have the mic. Like, you don't really have a voice in that. Yeah. Like, so... Yeah, that's true. They we do used have to tell like, people all the time back in the day, like we don't care where you were last night or who you're fucking. We just want to talk about your record. Yeah, you know, that's like, a, that's good. Yeah. Nothing. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless it influence, unless it's a story behind a song you want to sure. tell, then yeah, go for it. But other than that, like, as no bearing on the art that you've created. That's between you and whoever, and yeah. that's 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 hard for people to to get behind that. I used to call it like um, uh, still do Axel Rosing. Separate the art from the asshole. Oh, you know, because I got a good friend who's like related to Stephanie Seymour and not a nice guy to her, you know, legit, like, like you know, and so it's so I got like, ah, fuck, Appetite's a good record, but he's kind of a cunt. So I have to, like, you, bounce it. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I got to go. That's a great song. Would I want to hang out? No. Yeah, probably not. Will I go see the reunion tour if that photo is actually legit? Maybe. Totally. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I would go. I would. What's it like? Like, do you... Like with when you're working on a record, like you're you're just finishing a record now. Like, mm -hmm. is he, when you're writing it, are you like, should I not like? How conscious are you of like, maybe people like, not attacking it, but like latching on to one thing or another thing? How conscious are you of like, like in guess, the writing? I guess yeah, just like with the like, are people going to perceive this wrong? Am I clear enough with this? Like your intention, I guess. I think the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes, yeah, of writing the song, yeah, very conscious. Because like I start everything and I go, I got this idea. I'm going to start writing the song. Oh well, someone so and so is going to say this about it, and then I just all right, listen, who are you writing for? You know, I get out of here. So I stop with that, and then uh, but then at the end, I kind of look back and I I think you know. What would I think if I was the listener hearing this for the first time? What would you know? Um, but I don't think about people's perceptions that much because I just you got to stop. I I think that um, the best thing I read about that was um, Connor Overs from Bright Eyes was just like he had a record that was trashed when it came out. Right, ten years later, same publication like now hails it as one of the best records ever. You know what I mean? And they like <laughs> apologized, and he just said. 
I, I didn't care then, and I don't, I don't care now. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, good for you. So I, I, I went with that, and I was like, all right, yeah, you just have to not care at all. Whether they praise you or whether they tear you That's down, you tough. just have to sort of not care. It is. It is tough. But I think as long as, long as you can get by with what, you know, there's a sense of, like, appeasing people no matter what band you're in yeah. and like because you you're always trying to be like you don't want, nobody wants to nobody makes a record and goes hey you know what i want to do today lose fans <laughs> you know like i want to make everybody mad and i just want to wreck my career there's a few like, dylan records i think he would say he did that on purpose you know what it's so easy to say like, i have this theory like i'm not putting my music in commercials and that goes for you know lots of people mr tom waits says it all the time i'm not letting my music it's easy when you're tom waits yeah. Because everyone wants to be your friend and everybody wants to, everybody reveres you as the holy grail. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you try being in my shoes and say you're not going to use songs and commercials. When you got to, you got to pay the rent. Mm -hmm. I got bills, you know? So that's what. No, I think that was, I think that's totally fine. I don't think yeah. anybody begrudges anyone that. There used to be even with actors for years. It was you had to go to Japan to do your Heineken ad, and now it's like I'm seeing George Clooney in, in commercials, and I think it's oh with Danny DeVito. He yeah, you know that, what I mean. Nice like I think that was funny though. I don't care. It is funny. You know what I mean. And they're probably like it's a funny commercial. What do I do with the money? It's my fucking money. What do you care? Yeah. If I'm going to donate it or use it for a car. It's up to me. And London Calling I, was in a Jaguar. In ad. London Calling. Jaguar. Blitz Creek Bob was in a. It was in a a, a Pepsi commercial. Good. You know, exactly. The Ramones are done with it. Yeah. They wrote it already. That's how I look at it. It's mm -hmm. done. You want to use my song? I, I think that's totally fine. I, I mean, sometimes it's, it, I think you have to be, I, I would be less prone to have a song that like is the slogan of something. That would be, you know, because I don't know. I, I think, you know what? It just depends on whether it's Tuesday or Thursday, how I feel about it. So some days I'm just like, yeah, take all my songs. Give me the money. And some days I'm like, because I already wrote the song. It served my purpose. My purpose is served with the song. And I think that I'm kind of done with it after that. I'm on to the next thing. I don't, I'm not worried about what I already did. You Even know? playing it over and over again, you feel that way? Yeah, I'll play it over and over again. Hmm. But, like, I mean, if somebody wants to, like, put new meaning on it or maybe if there's, like, a cool movie that somebody wants to put a song yeah. in, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, the Devils, right, just asked to use one of our songs. For their goal song, I don't care. Yeah, I don't like hockey. I don't not like hockey either, and I think it's cool. So you want to what song? How? This is it's just got no chorus. It just says hey, hey, hey a bunch of times. That works great for sports, you know. Yeah. Hit the thing in the in the in the net, make it go hey, hey, hey. Mm -hmm. Great. I don't even know if I got paid for it. I don't care. <laughs> it's cool, you know. And if they they want to keep using my song, keep using my song. I'm not in minor threat. I didn't write those songs. I'm not worried about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I didn't write nothing. Not, that, that just song says, hey, 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 it's about getting old. But that's I, what the song's about. But I feel like you have this ideology, like, and I feel like this works into your songwriting, too. I feel like in your songs, you reference so many other artists mm -hmm. or a line from another song. And I feel like it's funny when people are like, well, he's ripping this off, he's ripping this off. And it's like... Yeah, I just ran out of lyrics. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had all my good ideas, but there was like six lines that, yeah. in the whole so record. Like, well, sitting in Daka Bay has a line I like. Yeah, it was like, I just him. ran out. And like, it was like the jar was tapped, dude. <laughs> and I called all the good writers. I called Connor Oberst and he wouldn't come over. Tim Casher, I called him up and I was like, oh, dude, man. I need some lyrics, bro. Like, ASAP. No. So I just said, I got to take from somebody. Sure. Right? <laughs> well, I got that from hip hop. Yeah. So, yeah, because they would always reference cultural things that were relevant to them at that time and i was like well i'm not gonna reference the same thing because they already did 
And because it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this. And I'm going to reference this. And I, I mean, you know, people have been like, they're going to sue you. And I'm like, let them. All right. That's kind of not nice. It's like inviting somebody over for dinner. Because I'll tell you what, I ain't making no coin on that. So don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, I always like, I always thought I wanted, I wanted people to know from my mouth where I was coming from. So I would drop like a little line in from a song. That way, I could, it wasn't wasn't up to the magazines or the or the papers. It was up to me. Well, the difference between ripping off and you know homage. Yeah, you know, and I think it's very clear in the songs. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if if it's not, then don't go listen to somebody else. You know, like that's if it bothers you so much. Were well, you finishing up now? Just you? The yeah, solo record? Just me. Hmm? Yeah, bands on break. I read it. Summer break. Time <laughs> off. Everybody freaked out. <laughs> you guys are gonna break up. I was like, what? But didn't you put what? something out, right? Yeah. Like, hey, we're like, a break. You, Why do that? We're worried about. Why'd you put something out then? Just because I thought it would be better to be like, you know, we're going to take a breather here for a minute instead of just being like, not saying anything. We thought about not saying anything for a long time. Yeah. We, we did for a really long time. But uh, it was just easier to be like, all right, listen, this is what's going on. You know, because I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm putting on a record and la, 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 look what I can do by myself. You know, I got the ball now. But it's not that. It was hey, just Tom like... Tom Petty did a full moon fever and everybody played on the damn record. Yeah. So. Not everybody. Howie famously didn't yeah. like uh, free falling. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to play bass? All right. <laughs> I mean, it's free falling. <laughs> so, yeah, he didn't like that. But, you know, I, I didn't... I just thought it was, it was fair to tell everybody. We told everybody after the last tour was already announced and, and on sale and done. Mm-hmm. So it was like... Everybody who was, it was a festival tour, so it wasn't like a, no one, you know, scrambled for tickets. I, mm. I was just like, all right, we'll let you know what's going on. This is what's going on, you know, nothing. That's what's going on. <laughs> are are these playing on your record? Uh, Alex played piano on two songs. Oh. But that's it. Yeah. But they're not, it's not like a non-collaborative thing. You know, we all just decided that like, anybody got any, it's like we stuck up our hands in the air. Anybody got any gas on anthem songs? Nah. <laughs> I'm kind of tapped out on the gasoline anthem right now. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. You know, that's what everybody said. Mm-hmm. Everybody collectively was saying this. So we were just kind of like, all right. Yeah, I'm full. It's Thanksgiving dinner. I'm full. I don't want no more turkey. I'm going to go home now for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, that's just happening. You, you, you separate that you in can't... your head, though. You did something with the. Uh, you're talking about was... Yeah, yeah band <laughs> And yo, it's like, why should I put out the terrible record in the 80s when you the Clash and you put out that weird record <laughs> that nobody should have put out? Yeah. And he knew it. I know he knew it. Cut the crap. He, uh, was that the one? I think yeah, so. but yeah, Mick, Mick wasn't yeah. even on that record. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's not a Clash record. Yeah. You know that. There was fun. like a bunch of different people and it was yeah. not great. And and they did that because he and Mick were mad at each other. So like, fuck you. No, Mick was out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he was did gone. A, he did it as kind of a fuck you. Yeah. I don't want to embarrass myself any more than I do. You know, so like, not have, do, can think, you know, now. I'm, I'm talking in the now. I just think it's a better idea to just go, I don't have no more songs in this thing. And you know what? I need a minute on that on them songs. I need a minute. I got I to gotta step away from this. You it differentiate like, he, like a Gaslight song from a Brian Fallon song? Mm, not when I'm writing. Hmm. Like when I'm writing, it's only for one project. So if I was writing like a record with you, I would just be writing that. So whatever came out, that would be it. That would be a waste. Yeah. I'd have no musical. That's all right. <laughs> I don't like space it out though. But, um, well, you, you know, the things that come along with it. Cause when you, when you play in a band, like the, the songs sort of gather a lot mm. of 
what happened during that time or what they're about or all this. There's all this other stuff that comes as the ball rolls down the hill, you know, it captures a lot of other dust up with it. And, and, you know, you just need to step away. Like why people step away from TV shows that they're writing, yeah. you know, they're just like, I got to go, man. I, can, I don't got no more ideas. I'm Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I got to do a movie or something, you know, cause you just don't have any more ideas. And I think that that's like the Batman guy just bailed on Batman, right? The Christian Bale Batman? I would ask Stephen that. The writer. What? The, the director? Yeah, the what, new, Nolan? you know the guy who's done like the last three Batman movies? Oh, yeah, Christopher Nolan, yeah. I think he was like, peace out on Batman. No, I, I think no he always wanted it to be a trilogy, and then he fucked up the third one, so. Well. Which is but you know what I mean. But you, you guys have always done, I mean, like, you know, you did the Horrible Crows record, Benny yeah. does Bottom Feeder. Like, I think you guys always have kind of other stuff. But there was tunes on Horrible Crows, I felt like, they sound like, you know. They were, like, they were your songs, so yeah. they, so in my mind that could be a gaslight song. Sure, like that would that would fit in a set list. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that that's kind of the nature of the being the guy who does it. You know, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, we've always done it. But I think that when you're in that position where you you don't have time to do anything else, like you know, like Benny wouldn't have time to play drums and bottom feeder really if gaslight was still going. You don't have time for anything. That's the thing about those things is it's all consuming, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's cool when you're into it. When you're not into it, it's a drag. You know, like if you're like, hey man, you can't eat anything but pancakes today forever. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And like, yeah, you can have blueberry pancakes and strawberry pancakes, but it's still pancakes. So you're just oh, like, oh, see, there your argument is faulty right there. <laughs> fair enough. But that, you, you can like, pan subjective. you can like, like chocolate chip, and then you can have like, you know, buckwheat pancakes. Three meals a day. Yeah. And sometimes you're just out. Well, and sometimes I'm just out on pancakes. Flax and those weird pancakes you told me to eat one time, Brad. Flax. But something. this was like, <laughs> this was a lot <laughs> going we, into it. You yeah. know, like there was more than, than just, than just that. Like there was also just the whole thing of like, uh, what, are you really just going to keep pounding out the same songs and then making people buy tickets to that when, when we're just kind of not doing anything new right now? Like, eh, nah. <laughs> No, that's that's legit. Like you know, you you feel like you know, you you feel like you're underserving your audience. So that that's fair. I would have, mm -hmm. in the, if we continued. I think yeah. everyone would have. Yeah, everyone would have felt like you're selling pizzas that you wouldn't eat. You know, and right now it's just like it's a personal thing. Like I mm -hmm. feel like it's my house. I could blow it up if I want. Sure. You know, like not. This is how all four of us I think would say. Like, you know, if I want to take this thing down for a minute. I could do that. And I think that it's a good thing to stop before you do something that you really don't want to do. No, I, I have this argument with like with uh, with other bands. Not argument, I guess, just opinion rather when bands say, we're going on hiatus. Like, don't say anything. Just don't put out a record for a little while. And people go, oh, I wonder if they're going to put out I a record. I was down with that idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was in. Me, Ben was in on that idea. Way into it. Yeah. Just like not saying anything. Like, but then, you know, the, the I guess the other, other voices are like, not in the band, but like everyone mm -hmm. was like, Maybe you shouldn't do that. You probably should say something. And we were like, whatever. All right. You want to say something? <laughs> Fine. Yeah. I really don't care. Like, we'll say something. We'll not say something. But we were initially just going to be like, Wait, what? <laughs> nothing. You know, not say anything. Because we didn't want to break up and then, like, have the big hubbub of a reunion tour if we decided to do it, you know, tomorrow. Because that's just like, <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's like your birthday at McDonald's, you know? Like, yeah, everybody's yeah. screaming for your name and you're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> we had the bet we had we had travis morrison on from dismemberment plan mm -hmm. when they they put out another record i was like so are you guys a band are you not a band and he was like 
He's like, dude, we're adults. Like, this isn't like my girlfriend. We're like, we're dating sometimes, <laughs> and we're not. It's like when we're together, we're together. When we're not, we're not. This isn't like a relationship. I like have to qualify it. Like, and I was like, that's like a really good answer. That's a great mm-hmm. answer. Yeah, good for him. Again, yeah. that was smarter than me. He's a smart level. dude. He's very smart. Yeah, this memory plan is on a little different level than this guy. <laughs> I, don't I, know, know. I know. I know. I know. I don't know dude. I know four of the chords and they know fit all of the chords <laughs> lots of lyrics they play and books. a lot of chords yeah lots I of books love they that read love that so band. much time they had that's yeah. because they existed before the internet you know? yeah <laughs> what do you work. want from me i had television and the internet i don't know i can't think <laughs> who distracted it's a lot of content a you know lot what i'm of saying content. lots Always of things flying on. at me yeah yeah that's why you live in new jersey so you can think yeah i gotta think you gotta think Totally. Jersey, I got Bruce Springsteen stuff to think about. Yeah. Oh, and Matt, you know, the, What's the, he other, doing? the other big, uh, I think he's getting ready to do that river box set. Oh, but yeah. the other big thing that they hurl at you when you're uh, from New Jersey and you like Bruce Springsteen is if they don't like your record, they compare you to Bon Jovi. But if they do like it, they compare it to Bruce. And you're just like, <laughs> what if that's not really that big of an insult? Like, yeah. like, you may not like Bon Jovi, but he's never really done anything that embarrassing. You know right. what I mean? Dude. Like, he hasn't, he hasn't, like, you know, gone on like a bender through like a clinic or anything. You know, the only embarrassing like, he's ever done is is a hairstyle. What about chaps? dude? Everyone's <laughs> done. That's what like I'm saying. That, that that's you know it. I mean? His hairstyle was With seen chaps. by everybody. Your boy With Mark Crawford would say that about some of his hairstyles. I would say that about my hair. I feel like if I, all Mark has ever done, and and I've met Mark <laughs> twice. But oh, I thought he was your boy. What? Well, no, we're. No. I mean, we're friends on Facebook. No, Trish worked with him. I mean, she worked forever at Fuse. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you. Yeah. We've known each other. I've only seen Blink play twice and only once with Travis in the band. I was yeah, with I, you, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, like, saw jo- I saw him with Josh Freeze, which was amazing. They might but, think that some of their stuff was, you know, cool and some of it wasn't cool and that's fine. And like, no. I think everyone has it. I wasn't trying to single out him. I was just saying that people have things, mm-hmm. different points in their life that they mm-hmm. think are cool and not cool. No, I, I, see, like, I think Bon Jovi, to this, still a big fan of Bon Jovi, you know. I've got my sold out slipper and wet t-shirt from that tour still. Can't wear it. I feel I like if it. I make fun of the way anyone looks, they're going to show me a picture of me today. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember when we did that Brian Fallon podcast? Yeah. <laughs> remember when you look like, when you look like a maniac? Though? Yeah. You don't look like a maniac though. You, you look like a, like a like a Renaissance like French painter. <laughs> like you look so smart. You, you look so the, much more artistic than everybody else. Your big wheel bicycle out front. Do whatever you want. Yeah, Brian. Benny says, "Wear what you dig." That's what he says. Wear what you dig. Yeah, I went to love that quote. I went to a Nets game with him recently. Yeah, he loves them Nets. He does love the Nets. Big time. Did he explain what was happening and how the game worked? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I was like, why is everyone rooting for the Bulls? And he was like, they're a really popular team. Yeah. <laughs> Bulls popular team. Uh, yeah. Since Michael Jordan and all that. Right, right. He was pretty good. Eddie Vedder, big Bulls fan. <laughs> Not yeah. sure why. Yeah? I don't know. He just likes the Bulls. Yeah, I read that somewhere. Um, I've seen you guys cover Stay Love and Trust. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's great. Classic singles. Love it. Soundtrack, yeah. I love the single soundtrack. That soundtrack is so Not good. Not afraid. Me so too. good. Me too. I had it on cassette. It's good. It's really good. I like a lot of things. Did you get like a that. single? Yeah. Did you like the cassette? You put. Yeah, no, I don't know. You were pumped. Thing. <laughs> you know, is it all right to like that? Singles? Yeah. I mean, uh, what the placements were on it. Westerberg. 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 Dyslexic yeah. heart. It was a replacement. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> one replacement. He still counted at that point. Yeah. He's the only dude that could pull off a line that was like. My heart could use glasses or something. Like, this actually sounds cool. If anyone else yeah. said this, I'd be like, dude, you yeah. have to be kidding me. No. And then it was uh, Waiting for Somebody. Yes. Yeah. Waiting for Somebody. Like so good. One. Wood, was that on there? Wood yeah. was on there. That's my favorite Alice in Chance song. Yeah. yeah. Me too. 
It's great. It's that the is only a great one song. I liked. It's a great song. That yeah, they, song. yeah, they were heavy, mm-hmm. too heavy for me. I was like, really? they, I used to get bummed when I listened to them. I'd be like, oof, this is <laughs> dark. They were dark, and then, and then it just like got so dark that it just ended. Yeah, dark. But, but then yeah. you watch. You can't that. open your hands because you're too. <laughs> that's but did, that's heavy shit. But <laughs> lane. But then you watch them on like Headbangers Ball with Ricky Rackman. They're so goofy. Yeah. See, I never saw the goofy Dude, part. It's on YouTube. I watched it all recently. Right. It's like them at like like some like um, water park or something, and they're all just like pranking each other and running around in bathing suits. And it's totally oh, wow. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna watch wild. that. They're one of those bands where when I first started listening, I'm going. They're singing at the same time, but it's slightly different. Oh, I'm learning what harmonizing is. <laughs> I thought that, that was just one guy with a really cool voice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was. I was like, there's two guys? <laughs> I was like, there's never two singers. Get out of here. There's only one. Really, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> Maybe two microphones, one has an effect Get on out it. Here. Yeah. Who Peter knows? Gabriel. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. I, I just, yeah. The night, I, was, I was 11, though. Like I didn't know it wasn't cool. Yeah, <laughs> everything was cool. I was like, I still think of it. Like, even flow, Nirvana, whatever. Yeah. I I like talking about this stuff because I we're the same age. Yeah, and I feel like everyone I talk to is like ten years younger than me, and I'm always like trying to explain stuff. See, everyone I know is older than me. I do really? that on purpose so I look young. Yeah. yeah, that's smart. Yeah, it's a good idea. But <laughs> they argue with me all the time. Like my friends, uh, like the Bouncing Souls guys are they're a little bit older than me, and they they do not get down on Pearl Jam. They cannot get down with me because for them it was corny at that time. And I'm like, you dummies don't like none of it? None of it. You can't get down with none of it. No, they do not get down with it. And I respect it because I said to Pete and Brian one time, why do you not like this so much? They're like, dude, because we grew up at a different time than you. It's not cool. You know? And I'm like, all right, respectable. I got you. Like all this, like, you know, everybody would be like, ironically buying a Pat Benatar record, you know, that was into, like, Fugazi and Rites of Spring and stuff. And they'd be like, look, I got a Pat Benatar record. And you'd <laughs> right. be like, that's not cool, ever. <laughs> and you, But you're supposed to think it's cool. Right. Look, I got Glass Tiger. What? <laughs> Dude. And No, I will defend Glass Tiger. Whatever. Don't forget me when I'm gone. Brian Adams singing back up. Swinging on the back. Glass oh. Tiger. Come on, bro. He lost me. <laughs> oh, you threw out Glass Tiger. You don't like throw out their biggest hit. I don't know what the biggest hit is. It was I just, just said a, it. Don't forget me when I'm wrong. Okay, but it was Gone. probably a record that I saw somebody walk out of a store with and get all like mm. excited about. Look, look at this. Trying to drop Glass Tiger. I don't know. What that's because that's what happened. It was a story. It was a real story. It wasn't really oh, a really? drop. It was an actual story. It was oh. like went into yeah, like people come that I know and they come out of record stores with things that they like, and they go, look at this, but. I don't think they really like it. Mm. I think it's just... You think it's the, ironic? Forcing yeah. the irony? Yeah. Got it. I'm not big on the irony. Don't like that. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. You're a sincere dude. Yeah, and I, I, I think that I'm a, I'm a sinceritist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a deep-seated sinceritist. All right. Yeah. That was good. That was great. Uh, good job. Thank you, Brian, for coming by. Uh, like I said earlier, we've been trying to get this to happen for a long time, so we really appreciate it. And do yourself a favor. Check out Brian's solo record, Painkillers, when it comes out on March 11th. Uh, you can hear the single A Wonderful Life, which I believe is the first song, and it's great. And guess what? So are all the other songs. There's a lot of... It's good to know. It's cool. It's like got a different vibe to it i feel like than gaslight but it's familiar enough where if like you're a fan it's not going to turn you off and there's a lot of kind of variants kind of song to song i think it's great i uh 
it's kind of hard for me to find stuff I really like, like instantly can kind of be drawn to. And uh, it's a good record. I'm going to stop gushing about it now. So if you like Jonah, maybe you'll like this record. It'll help you understand me. Well, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Brian gets me. Um, and if Is that your sticker on your car? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh uh, so yeah, thanks to Brian for coming by. Uh, if you like this podcast, you can donate a dollar to uh, com to help us pay for our server costs. We have over 190 episodes on our server. Yeah. So that's a lot of space and a lot of hours of us talking about dumb stuff. Just over 190 hours. Over 190 talking. hours. Yeah. Wow. So that's like... Don't do the math. It'll, it'll freak you out. It's like probably a week or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, if you don't want to donate, also, just you can leave us a nice review on iTunes. You can tweet at us, say you like this episode. You can uh, tweet at Brian, tell him how this is the best interview he's ever done. Any of that. Uh, Facebook, we're, we're everywhere. You can find us. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that. I talked to so many people where they're like, what do you do? I was like, oh, I do this podcast. And they're like, what's a podcast? Still, really? Still, yeah. Under 50? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I just don't know. It seems complicated. Like, and I feel like <laughs> I have an aversion to like new technology too, where I'm like, maybe uh, they're, are they under 20? Because that's what I feel like there is a kind of a cutoff both ways. Maybe I have to be honest. I don't talk to a lot of people under 20 <laughs> unless it's a very, very, that's probably a okay. weird situation. They, you know what? They don't have a lot to say, Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to apologize for that. I did a, I did a, when I did, um, I did a cover story on NoFX for Alternative Press when I was, it was their first interview in seven years. This was probably like 12 years ago and, uh, probably 2004 or something. And I remember I interviewed Fat Mike and he was like, and I, he was like, I was like, you guys have a lot of younger fans at your shows. Like, what's that like? And he's like, what I'd like to say to our younger fans, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, what I'd like to say to my younger fans is, uh, thank you for supporting the band. But he's like. If you're 15 or younger, I don't care about what you have to say. <laughs> He's like, there's nothing that you can say to me that's going to interest me. <laughs> at the time, I was like, wow, dude. Like, what did, And then I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah, I understand. Like, you know, whatever. He was yeah, probably would, like 30. I would, I would was, raise that a few years. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he, I was like, oh, I was being so dismissive. And I was like, no, like... <laughs> It's very clear what this guy cares about, and he can't talk about that with someone 15 anyways. So that's probably a good policy. Um, But yeah, thanks to everyone for listening to Going Off Track. I don't think uh, you can legally talk to Fat Mike if you're under 18. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, but you can listen listen to their music. They have so many. I've sort of rediscovered NoFX because I'm friendly with them, and uh, they have so many great songs. Oh, yeah. They're NoFX, dude. So... Yeah, listen to No Effects, but be careful out there. Listen to our episode of Going Off Track with No Effects. If you're Facts. over 18. If you're over 18, probably <laughs> our most, ex- definitely our most explicit episode of all time with Fat Mike and Soma Snake Oil, which is nicely bookended by an episode with my parents the, f- <laughs> the following week or the week before or something. I know they're just next to each other. So listen to those two. Try to purify. Listen to those two. It'll give you a good range of experiences. I told my parents not to listen to the one with right. Fat Mike, but I'm pretty sure they did. Oh, God. So what are you going to do, man? Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks again to Brian. Uh, check out his solo record, Painkillers. Check out all the Gaslight stuff, and we'll be back next week. Thanks.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.